It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Thursday. Welcome into Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. Ah, you smell that? There's football in the air. Ah, I'm so excited. Jacksonville and Las Vegas tonight. Raiders-Jaguars, Hall of Fame game. I have a spread. Yeah, Raiders are two and a half, over under 30 and a half. You got to be some kind of sicko to bet on the Hall of Fame game. Guilty as charged. Welcome into the show. It is Thursday, August 4th. I hope you missed me yesterday. Probably not, but I hope you did. Bats split their doubleheader with Indianapolis. They'll be back at it tonight, 7.05, with a 6.35 pregame right here on the Big X tonight. And Jim will tell me if I'm wrong on those times because I'm doing that by memory. No, you're good. Yeah. 7.05, first pitch, 6.35 pregame, Nick Curran from Indianapolis, Bats and the Indians. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open. By the way, Ed Peak, legendary sports writer Ed Peak, in studio again here this Thursday. Hello, Edward. How are you? Hello, John. How are you? Good to see you, man. I heard you were up at 2 a.m. doing research. 3 a.m. It was 3 a.m., yeah. And I appreciate the time and effort you put in. I got up at uh, 1030 this morning, took a shower, <laughs> had some Fruit Loops, and rode over here. I'm ready to go. Oh, you're a Fruit Loops. Oh, yeah. man. Well, Fruit Loops, Apple Jacks, Corn Pops. Those are my three wow. go-tos. Those are my three go-tos. I'm all part of the Kellogg family, and they don't even sponsor the show, but I'm part of the Kellogg family. <laughs> One of the sponsors is Eminem Cartage, title sponsor, and the Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 502-384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, Summer Cash Bash is going on at Thornton's as we speak. Each week, one lucky refreshing, wow, let's try it, three, two, one. Each week, one refreshing rewards member will win $10,000. That happens all summer long with the grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your refreshing rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon, you are entered. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, many more using your refreshing rewards card. That's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. Not a refreshing rewards member? Become one today. Text rewards to 80313. A lot to get to today. Not just preseason NFL football. It's August 4th. That's just too early for for NFL football, right? We got baseball pennant races going on. We had UofL and UK football media days in the last uh, 48 hours. Um, God, Vin Scully passed away. I'm not ready for football. Are you, so, re- are you ready for NFL football tonight? No, I'm not ready for NFL football. I'm never ready for NFL exhibition games, just like I'm never ready for NBA exhibition games. Even Major League Baseball, even. Uh, I'll watch a few of those occasionally. but uh, You don't watch baseball anymore? Exi- well. <laughs> Your Reds are still hot. They lost last night 3 nothing. Oh, they're hot, yeah. But Sandy Alcantara should win uh, Cy Young in the National League. He won't, but he should. He's the real thing, yeah. I, I, I agree, but. They got rid of Drury. They got rid of Drury. Uh, only hit a grand slam in his first plate appearance for the Padres. Yesterday. That's right. Rub it in. I'm just saying. They got rid of Tyler Miley, Tyler Maley, whatever Maley. his name is. And of course, uh, Castillo beat the Yankees yesterday. Louis Castillo for Seattle. Speaking of the Yankees, are they slipping a little bit? They are. Giancar- Giancarlo Stanton's hurt. That's a you know that okay. He's that's always a hurt. Bit of it. That's a little bit of it. But and I say this all the time, and I'll get to this later. But. If you don't let them hit home runs, if your pitchers don't let them hit home runs, you're going to 
probably have a great shot uh, at beating them. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You it's can either. walk them, but they're going to strike out. They're going to swing for the fences, keep them in the ballpark. And that's what Houston's done. That's why Houston won the season series with them. I think Houston goes to the World Series. I'm going to stick with Houston the Mets here until uh, the end. I told you a couple weeks ago I thought Houston was – They're good. They keep getting there, and, and Dusty good. Baker keeps getting there. They're going to win it one of these years. Let's start with Vin Scully, though. I wasn't here yesterday, so I didn't get to talk about it. Passed away Tuesday night, 94 years of age. Started broadcasting Brooklyn Dodgers games in 1950. Retired in 2016. He uh, at the age of 88, by the way. So 67 years as the voice of the Brooklyn slash Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm a big Marty Brenneman fan. Um, there are certain announcers that I love, loved on the radio growing up. I love Al Michaels. Um, you know, Pat Summerall on TV. But Vince Scully's at the top of the list. Where do you where do you land on? Oh, Vince he's Scully? at the top of the list. I'm like you. I like uh, Marty Brenneman a lot, and I would have to put Marty at probably one A. But uh, Vince Scully is the uh, probably the the end of the how can I put this the iconic yeah '60s and '70s announcers Bob Prince in in Pittsburgh and uh, Harry Kern with the Lakers maybe. Uh, yeah, you'd have to yeah. put him in in there with that. Uh, Pat Summerall doing NFL football. Uh, Madden, I think you you put Madden. Jack in there. Buck, Jack Buck, absolutely, a- a- absolutely. And those guys that that were radio guys only, uh, they have a special place in my heart. I mean, I'm a radio guy only, so I, I look at Vin Scully, Jack Buck, um, guys like that, and I go, man. And Marty Marty Brenneman, I would sit on the back stoop of my grandparents' house and with a scorecard, and listen to Marty and Joe every day after school. You know, they have this innate ability. They're you're, they're born with it. And Vin Scully had uh, an ability to just sit there and entertain you. Uh, really, uh, broadcasters are, in a sense, entertainers. In in, in a way, I mean. Who 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 listens to a three-hour baseball game this day and time on the radio? And it's not TV, so you have to paint the picture. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't rely on the person at home having the visual and just having to say a few words here and there to fill in. You're 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 the sculptor here, right? You're the artist. You're going. All right, this is what the stands look like. This is what the sky looks like. This is. Uh, what this pitcher's motion looks like. Uh, that's This ball was hit here, and it rolled around in the corner like this, because I need to tell you, because you can't see it. Right, exactly. And, and Scully was around for so long. He had so many great stories that he could uh, rely on, say, if the Dodgers were winning 11 nothing in the third inning or if they were losing 11 nothing in the third inning. He could fall back on some of those stories. Marty Brenneman did Joe Nuts all the same way. They could they – could, and, and, and I, I, I don't want to really compare Marty Brenneman and Vin Scully, but I didn't was not fortunate enough to ever meet uh, Vin. I have met Marty Brenneman and known Marty Brenneman for probably let's see, forty five, fifty years, probably fifty years now. And the good the thing about Marty was after you talked to Marty, there are very few people in life like this. You felt better about yourself. 
not talking about yourself, just talking in general. And I got a feeling Vin Scully was the same way. Yeah, everybody that's uh, been on TV or talked about him that had known him in the last in the last forty eight hours said, you know, he was just the guy that you he was he was not just interesting. He was interested. He was interested in what you had to say. And he wanted to know how your life was going and what was going on with you. And it was genuine. It wasn't just passing by, hey, yeah, how you doing, whatever. He was interested, not just interesting. He was both. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline quickly. I know Buzz Frank wants to say something Buzz about Frank. Gully. How you doing, Buzz? Hey, I'm doing fine, guys. Good to hear you guys talking about baseball and uh, one of the great pleasures of my life was uh, I have a sister who recently passed away, but she lived in L.A. and had season Dodger tickets for years. But when I would go out and visit during the summer, I could sit there in the evenings and listen to Vin Scully on the radio, and what a treat that was. Yeah. Um, anybody better at what he did than Vin Scully? Buzz? You got no, anybody? No. I, I, you, you guys, I, you guys were, were, I think – Jack Buck was probably the closest yeah. as far as that, uh, as far as he goes. I, I did enjoy both Michaels and Brenneman when they were calling games for the Reds. Uh, but I think uh, I think if you're building a Mount Rushmore of announcers, I think you start with Vin Scully. Another name from my past would be Kurt Gaddy. I thought Kurt Gaddy always did a good job, the old cowboy from Wyoming. Ernie Harwell, Detroit Tigers, I think goes on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Ernie okay. Har- you know, if you're just talking baseball, I think you start with Scully and Harwell. Um, maybe Marty Brenneman, right? Yeah. I, th- I think so. Milo Hamilton. And, Houston. Uh, and- yeah. He, he was a Cub guy for a while. So, uh, you know, Milo. You got to have Harry Carey up there. Well, uh, radio? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. There's your Mount Rushmore. Thank you, Buzz. Appreciate hey, the call, hey, buddy. What? Yeah. Just real quick. Sure. What I liked about those guys was they weren't afraid to criticize their own team. Yeah, you get. Uh, thanks for the call, Buzz. You get a certain gravitas, and toward the end of Marty Brenneman's career, you could tell he was not happy with what the Reds organization <laughs> was doing, uh, as far as trades and and bringing players in and getting rid of guys that were in their prime. And he had no problem telling you that on no, the radio, no. And because I, I, what are you going to do? Fire Marty Brenneman? Well, you can fire Tom Brenneman, but you can't fire Marty Brenneman. They tried to fire Marty Brenneman, and were they successful? Dick Wagner did, and they were not. They did not. Uh, and the I, outrage from fans. Would I don't not know why Dick Wagner it. would ever want to do that because Marty Brenham was one of the nicest, and he was very genuine too. Nicest people you'll ever want to meet. I guarantee you that. And a great broadcaster. He, uh, we go up there occasionally and to cover a game, and he'd be in the uh, in the lounge, and he always got he had dinner about five o'clock for a seven thirty game, and he always took two cups of iced tea. No sugar with a lemon in it into the booth with him. And that lasted him the whole game. Uh, all right, Vin Scully, some of the some of the games that he called. And look, when you got a 67-year career, you've called some games. Sandy Koufax's perfect game. Uh, Don Larson's perfect game against the Dodgers in the 1956, I want to say, World Series. I think 56 is correct. Don Larson's perfect game. He called that on Dodger Radio. Um the 1988, and I watched this last night, World Series Game 1, Vin Scully, Joe Garagiola from Dodger Stadium. It's time for Dodger baseball. <laughs> Love Vin Scully. And it, that was the Kirk Gibson game. I didn't know it was the Mickey Hatcher game because Mickey Hatcher hit a two-run homer in the first inning for the Dodgers. But 
uh, they call it now the Kirk Gibson game. I don't understand why. That's the only time. Only a bat of the series. Only time that I've been laying on my couch in my living room, and when Kirk Gibson hit that home run, it's the only time I rose up off that couch and stared at the TV. Uh, he couldn't hardly make it around the bases. But Vin Scully, after the home run, he let it percolate. He didn't ruin it by trying to talk over the moment. And I think that's a special quality that a lot of TV guys don't have. Gibson rounded the bases, celebrated. It is. It was, it was as if Vin Scully said, I'm going to run back here and get me a cup of coffee, let everybody enjoy this moment. <laughs> then I'll come back, sit down, and I'll say – in a in a season of improbable, the impossible Poss- just oh, happened, yeah. and great, it was great, a great, great line. Great. But he didn't say it right away. He allowed you to watch Gibson run around the bases and pump his fist, uh, limp around the bases, pump his fists, um, and they set the stage. He and Garagiola. There's no way Gibson's going to hit a home run off Eckersley here. I mean, look at these swings he's taking. He can hardly land when he swings, and. Uh, it was it was perfect television for those three minutes. Cor- correct me if I'm wrong, and I might be wrong here. Did Jack Buck not have say something on TV? He was doing the game on TV. Was that the one he said? I can't believe what I just saw. That was, or, or was that the Ozzy Smith left-handed hitting home run in the playoffs? That's a great question. Um, I can't believe what I well, just saw. Then was doing the TV with Joe Garagiola on okay. NBC. Okay. So I would say it had to have been yeah, Ozzy Smith's yeah, home okay. run, which was I think was his only home run of the year. Uh, only home run he he only hit about three or yeah. four left-handed. Left left-handed, yeah. Switch hitter. He goes, I don't believe what I just saw. Here's the other call that I didn't remember was Vince Scully was the NC, NFC title game in 1982, Cowboys 49ers, mm. the catch by Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone. Another moment where he caught it. Vin Scully made the call and then just let it sit, let the 49ers celebrate before he uh, he said anything about it. But uh, he was on the call, and that's one of the most iconic plays in NFL history. So it's a combination of his greatness and a lot of times being right place, right time. I thought that exactly, being in the right place at the right time. I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time most No, time. you were in the right place last year. By the way, I didn't know if Buzz forgot to mention the fact that I paint a picture. Um, when he was mentioning all these people, St. X football, which will be on the Big X this year. Two weeks from tomorrow, St. X versus Owensboro, right here on the Big X. Is that golden that's green? A, that's a blatant plug. That's a self-promoting plug right there. Right? Why not? That was a Yes, it was. Why not? Vin Scully uh, passed away at his uh, home in, at the age of 94 on Tuesday, and um, – Look, I've missed him for years. The beauty of it, though, Ed, is that we can still go back and hear some of his old calls. That uh, you know, we again, he retired in 2016, so we haven't had him on the mic for about six years. He would come to Dodger Stadium for special promotions or things that they right, right. they wanted him to introduce on the field, things like that. Um, but he'll always be remembered as as just like Tommy Lasorda, the Dodger, right? Absolutely. Uh, Marty Brenneman, they they did a. A CD of Marty Brenneman's greatest calls, and I tell you who did it was Pat. Uh, oh, gosh, his name escapes me. Pat, uh, uh, he's the broadcaster with the Cubs. He was the narrator, and it's about an hour long. It's really, it's really good. I don't know where I got it or how I found it, but I'm sure there's somewhere there's a uh, 
a CD on, on Vin Scully. Oh, if there's not, be, there will be one. Uh, well, yeah, it, it, it would be really interesting to listen to that one. Pat, Pat Hughes. Pat, Pat, Pat Hughes. Yeah, he was the uh, – Still does radio the for the Cubs. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, UofL Media Day was Tuesday. Ed was there. I was there. We'll talk about that. The NFL has appealed the Deshaun Watson decision. What does that mean going forward? And uh, some golfers suing to the Live Tour golfers suing now to get back on the PGA Tour and play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. I'll tell you what I think about that. All that and much more. Listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears, Ed Peak in studio on this Thursday. Eminem Cartage Highline is open, 384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 502-384-1450. Thorne's text line open as well. Get your text to the show, 414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. Tired of buying expensive sunglasses, only lose them or break them, or you never even wear them because you don't want to get them dirty, or you don't want to lose them, you don't want to break them? Well, don't worry about that anymore. Let me tell you about Shady Rays, an American-owned company started in Kentucky, Changing the way you wear sunglasses, Shady Rays offers an industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. Also, the craziest warranty in all of eyewear. Every pair backed by lost and broken replacements. You lose them. You break them. Um, you know, you can lose them. Now, this, don't do this, okay? But you could lose them, wink, wink, get another pair for free because you lost them, and then, oh, I found them. That could happen. I mean, it's, that wouldn't be a first time that really, really happened. But I don't suggest you set it up that way. But if you lose them or break them, even on day one, Shady Rays will replace them for free. That's the lost and broken replacement warranty. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Ray is offering 25% off. You can try them out, see what they're all about. Use the code BIGX at checkout for 25% off all adult shades. That is ShadyRays.com. It might not need them for a while. We got some rain coming in today and tonight. No golf for me this weekend. Like I was going to golf. I hate golf. And <laughs> worse off, Ed, golf hates me apparently. So that's not. That's never a good Are comment. you saying you can't play as well as you used to play. <sighs> no, no. I'm as good as I always was. I was. Uh, which, which is that good? Or yeah. Is that no, that's not, not so... good at all. Oh, okay. That's well. not good at all. Uh, my drives go about 170, um, and usually I don't know where the fairway is. Um, my short game is atrocious. Uh, good hand-eye coordination has helped my putting lately, but for the most part, I couldn't putt my way out of a wet paper bag. So. <laughs> No, it's not good. And I don't enjoy the game at all. I don't enjoy playing. The only reason I go you is... You don't enjoy playing? I don't enjoy playing. Oh. I go because I enjoy the camaraderie with my buddies, four hours outside, get, uh, doing at least walk, getting in and out of the golf cart, walking <laughs> a little bit. Um, I mean, I enjoy that part of it, hanging out with the boys and having some adult beverages now and then. But, um, yeah, I hate golf. Speaking have, of golf. I haven't played in uh, probably... Four or five years. We used to play in Florida every year. You talk about trying to play once a year. Oh, yeah, that that, that never goes well. Especially in Florida. The courses are ugh. 
Texter wants to know, will Tony Burke be my partner on the uh, St. X Games? Yes, he is. Tony and I have signed a multi-year deal uh, with St. X and the Big X to uh, broadcast all the games. We'll have all 10 regular season St. X Games and uh, up to, and hopefully, five uh, playoff games. And then we're going to do uh, eight or nine basketball games as well, maybe St. X Trinity baseball games. So we are. So you've, uh, the band you, is back together. You signed way. a nil deal? I signed a, a name, image, and likeness. First of all, nobody wants my image or my likeness. So maybe the name, maybe the name. I don't know. Hopefully uh, it'll work out. But, yeah, the, starting two weeks from tomorrow, high school football in Kentucky starts up. Very Against exciting. the Red Devils of Owensboro. Owensboro. Beat Owensboro down there last year. They had a quarterback named Gavin Wimsett. Yes. Who played in that game. He was a man playing among boys in that game. Uh, and I think he played one more and then went on and headed to Rutgers. Where, yeah, that uh, was a weird deal. It was very bizarre. Yeah. He enrolled right. in Rutgers. He graduated high school early. But I guess my assumption is he wanted to play against St. X and then play in that, whoever they played in that second game. And uh, he wanted to play in those games. And then after that, he sort of abandoned his team is the way I looked at it. Mm, yeah. Uh, but he went on up to Rutgers. He got in some games even last year. Really? So he played high school and college in the same season. That's rare. And you're, uh, you're right. He must have been. Very a, bizarre. A man among boys, if he could do he that. He is uh, on pace, and um, he'll, he will ch- he will challenge for the starting quarterback job at Rutgers I, I, in the Big I, Ten. I need to check what uh, Rutgers' record was last year. bet you it wasn't real good. It wasn't great. No. Speaking of the Big Ten, the rumor mill is out again today that Notre Dame – Look out, they're coming. Notre Dame, Southern Cal's already in. UCLA's already in. And NBC is going to be the network that gets the rights to the new Big Ten. Uh, Fox still has the Big Ten this year and next year. But after 2023, the media rights are up for grabs, and it looks like NBC is going to barter a deal where they have Big Ten, Notre Dame, whether they're a member or not of the Big Ten, and you'll have Saturday night, premier uh, Big Ten football games on uh, NBC, which I can never get enough college football. I'm good, I'm good with that. Well, yeah, I, I can't. I'm, I'm the same. I'll go to a Louisville game or wherever on a Saturday, and if it's, you hope it's an afternoon game, a noon game, so you can get home in time to watch about four or five more yes, games. Absolutely. And my wife will be right there with me until 2 in the morning. And my wife will be out doing whatever she wants because <laughs> uh, she doesn't she – didn't, Care about watching any football? My wife loves, loves, loves college football. Loves it. Speaking of college football, U of L Media Day was Tuesday. You were there. I was there. And look, I found this out by going to these media days. Every year, the same things happen. The same thing happens. I'm looking at the schedule, and you're looking at the same schedule I am. And we have two different opinions here. But I've got Louisville going anywhere from four and eight to six and six. And I'm just trying to figure out, okay, where can they get a win that I don't see it? Where are they going to, what game are they going to lose that I don't see here? And then you go to media days, and all of a sudden, I'm like, they could win eight, nine games. (laughs) And that's the way they want it to to be because Scott Satterfield gets up there and he tells you about how close the games were that they lost last year, which was true. Virginia, Wake Forest, NC State, Clemson, all games they could have won. Uh, UCF was a game they, they won that they could have lost. lost. We talked about right, that right. off the air. But he gets in and he tells you what they've done in the spring, how great these transfers coming in, these these portal guys are, 
uh, how much more, even more Malik Cunningham has improved and matured. We've got a mental coach now. We had a lot of mental activities going on in the spring. We had guys uh, in different positions, getting groups, and what's the why? Why are you here? And they talked it out, and it's a, and all of a sudden, mentally, they want to be prepared to finish off those games that they could. And I leave with my pom-poms in my hand going, <laughs> I think they're going to win nine games. I know it's part of the process. What did you believe and what didn't you believe that you heard the other day? Well, I walked out thinking they're going to go 12-0. and 0. Of course you did. You do every year, probably. No, no. No. Patricia they're, does. They're, they're, no. They're not going to go 12-0. Tw- <laughs> oh, well, man. if Clemson's on the schedule, they're not going 12-0. Uh, I do think that this team will be better. I do think they have more speed this year. And the players that they do have that they've added to the – and I, I do believe – uh, Satterfield on this, they do. They have been able to plug some holes that they had last year. Now, with that said, a couple of things about last year: they lost two key defensive players, Monty Montgomery, in the second game against Central Florida. And he's back, and he's back. And then they control uh, Clark, and right, they lost him in what the fourth game, and he's back. And, and they both said the other day they're fully healthy. Right, right. That's got to help. That's got to help the defense. That's got to help. Now, that said, too, I've been doing a little bit of research, and I need to do a little bit more. I think the ACC is going to be pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think Clemson will be. I thought Satterfield brought up a good point that every quarterback in his in the Atlantic division, division yep. is, back is back this yeah. year. And there are, there are some good ones. Yeah. There are some good ones. Brendan Armstrong at uh, Virginia. Well, the NC State guy was the uh, – Preseason player uh, of the O'Leary. Year. He's preseason player of the year, player at, the, of the year. Uh, at the ACC media day. It, it's funny. The weakest one of the bunch might be the guy from Clemson. Isn't that funny? How yeah, that, 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 that that's interesting. But I guarantee you Clemson won't be the worst team. Yeah, they're probably, they're probably going to be better at every other position than um, everybody um, else. Uh, yeah. And plus, did they get a guy, a top recruit? And it, it, it the name escapes me, but Wake Forest will be good. They got a great quarterback. Uh, Boston College has a – an excellent quarterback coming back. Uh, you know, everybody in their division is. But so does be, Louisville now. Well, so does and Louisville. And if Malik right. can stay healthy, That's, how much pressure is on this kid now? Because you've lost a couple of your top receivers to the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Now, UofL did a great job the other day of talking about all these this group of receivers they got in there. And I love it when a coach gets up there and says, yeah, we can be better at that position. I mean, you lost Tyler Harrell. You lost Jordan Watkins. I don't see you being better at that position, well, uh, but it's coach speak. It's coach it speak, is. yeah. I, uh, but a lot of, in my opinion, a lot more pressure even this year on Malik Cunningham. Well, I think a couple things with Malik Cunningham. Number one, and you hit the nail on the head, he has to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy, and that can be a problem. He he likes to run it, which is fine. Uh, you know, his his legs will turn a bad play into an average or a good play. Now, he can't throw interceptions like he did two yep. years ago. He, what, had 12 interceptions and six fumbles? Well, well last year he cut that much. in half. He's right, right, too right. Much. And I'm worried he's going to do that again Well, Satterfield said that he wouldn't have to do as much this year. Let's see. I, you know, I, Now, the running backs, uh, is it Jalen uh, Jalen Mitchell? Jalen Mitchell. Should be, should be number one should, on the chart. Should be uh, uh, solid. And then it's a... 
I don't. I wouldn't call it a crapshoot because they brought in some well, good they got players. Some, they got some good ones. Coming. I, I would call it. It's a. It's a. Uh, a crowded room. Who are we going to go with next? Kind of attitude. Who's and they're offensive. Hot that day. The offensive line should be pretty good. They've got only I, lost Cole Bentley. They should right. be as good or better on the offensive line. Here's 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 another player that I I think it's overlooked. I still worry about the defense, but go ahead. Oh no, we'll talk about the defense in a minute. Who's overlooked? The the, the is. Uh, the guy, the kid from Ballard, the uh, oh Marshawn Ford. Marshawn Ford, right? I think he all conference kind of performer. I think. I think yeah, absolutely. I think he gets overlooked a little bit, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. He's a senior. See if he'll play. If he'll play anywhere in the Pro Bowl, I I, I don't know. He's not quite that big, and he's not an NFL good blocker though. He's yeah. a good blocker. Yeah, uh, runs great routes. Doesn't drop anything. Doesn't drop. You're you're right there, and uh, he is a security blanket for Malik Cunningham right now. Didn't they get? Uh, here's somebody I talked about too. Is this Tyler Evans guy? They got a, is a transfer. I don't know a whole lot about him. I hear he's got great speed. So and that's why. And this is what we heard. This is what happens the other day. We hear all of these things, and again, I I'll leave there going. I think they're going to win eight games. I think they're going to win nine games. So I mean, you know, as we said, it's coach speak. Oh, another another player, uh, Caleb Chandler. Second team All American in some of the preseason yep. magazines. Yep. So and on defense, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. Abdullah Mogo, M- Mono 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 Sanogo Mago oh, Sanogo Mono San- Mono Sanogo. I don't care how good he is. I love the name, <laughs> but they they love him on uh, on campus. Abdullah. Defensive backfield should be better, right? Especially it, if Clark that, fully that healthy. That was a that was a. Problem last year. Yeah, I worry about it this year. Still, well, even with Clark on one side, I still when worry you go about into it. a game and you play uh, Air Force, who maybe threw the ball three times and the quarterback goes fourteen for sixteen. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a bit of an issue. Um, Should have a good place kicker. We'll do this in a couple of weeks here, but we'll we'll go game by game and we'll figure out. Well, I'm sitting at. You want, you, you well, want to, we know you're eleven and one. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, one year I'm going to. Say something about myself. You I, told me this the other the day. Year, the year they went 10 and – I had them going 10 and 2. And they turned, I got that right. They turned it around on you. <laughs> they they? went 2 and 10. Now, who would have thought that Bob That's why those? you never pick fewer than four wins and you you never pick more than nine wins because it, you can't be as far off regardless of how it works. And, you know, I was looking at this as well. That James Madison game is no, no James pushover. James Madison is one of the best F. FBS schools out there. And Kentucky has Miami of Ohio. And who's the other one that's picked to win their division? Oh, I looked it up the other uh, day. But they have both teams in the MAC that are predicted to win their division. Well, don't sleep on them. Yeah. Was it Toledo? Um, I don't think it was the I Rockets. I can't remember. I now. Uh, all right, fourth year for Scott Satterfield. Now, next year you got that quote-unquote best recruiting class in school history coming in, right? But this is about this year, Ed. How long is the how long is the leash here on Scott Satterfield? I know he mentioned COVID year the other day, which kind of gives everybody an extra year. I get that. Everybody went through it. Everybody sort of gets a pass for that year. But this is fourth year. These are all his guys in there now, all these recruits, all these transfer guys. They're Satterfield's players. How important is it to at least get to a bowl game? Oh, I, I think. Does he have to get to a bowl game? I think so, to yes. To survive. Yes, I think he does. Uh, and that's not really that difficult to do these days. 
I six mean, and how six many? Will do it. What yeah. last year? The only teams from the uh, ACC that did make a bowl were Syracuse and Virginia Tech. But I don't know. I know Syracuse did. You don't have four easy wins in your non-conference like a lot of teams do, like a lot of those ACC teams do. Because, like last year, Louisville had Ole Miss, Central Florida, Kentucky. They've got Central Florida, Kentucky again. You mentioned James Madison. Uh, They have maybe one. NC State. They have one walkover in non-conference. One. Uh, South Florida. Yeah. So, you know. Well, I can tell you this right It's now. harder to get to those six wins when you don't have four easy ones. I, and I wrote about this, too, uh, a couple of weeks ago. They better not come home 0-2. Yeah, which is entirely possible. Well, it's it's possible, and you better not lose at Syracuse. At Syracuse, at Central that's, Florida, that's and for... then Florida State is the home opener. Yeah, yeah. And I know, not... I know Louisville was picked ahead of Florida State in the preseason. Yeah, but they're still, they're still Florida, Florida State. State. Yeah. yeah, they're still the but, Noles. But in retrospect, Louisville does play well for some reason. Against Florida State. Not saying that they're going to beat them. Yeah. But just okay. facts. Well, we're going to wait a couple weeks. We're going to go through every game. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong, and you're going to tell me why I'm wrong. And uh, Are you are you going to do Kentucky? Yeah, we'll do them. I'll do Kentucky with Tony. You know Tony, a lot more about Kentucky than I do. I know a lot more about the Jaguars and the Raiders tonight than I do about Kentucky. Yeah, I don't need to know Trevor Lawrence about and uh, I Travis don't need ATN are not playing for the Jags tonight. And I don't think Derek Carr is playing for the Raiders. I wonder what a ticket costs to that game. Uh, it's hard to get into that game because it's Hall of Fame week. Oh, so it's in Canton. It's small crowd yeah, in okay. Canton. Most of the people there are going to be NFL people or they're going to be uh, associated with the big group of players that are getting mm-hmm. into the Hall of Fame. So. I see. Uh, it's almost a closed ticket. It's almost something. Will the Bengals make a reappearance in the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. And I know my buddy Steve Beckman, if he's listening, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It may have been a one-off. I think Joe Burrow's great. I think he's great. I think he's going to be great. I think if he stays healthy, he can get in the Hall of Fame someday. But they're still the Bengals. It was a one-off. Okay? The AFC is tough. And the Bengals were – they were – it was a special year. It but, was. But we've seen a lot of special years where a team loses in the Super Bowl and you don't hear from them again for quite a long time. Well, uh, the Bengals did lose seven games last year. Yeah. I mean, they they barely beat the Raiders in the first round of the playoffs in Cincinnati. So and then luck the, has to be on your side as well. Then they beat – who'd they beat next? Tennessee? When uh, After uh, Tennessee. After ten sacks or something. The Bengals allowed ten <laughs> yeah. sacks. And still won the game. You're not going to see and that. And then beat Kansas often. City out there, which was quite an accomplishment. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we'll talk about what all the X-Reds did yesterday um, because I know Ed loves that subject. Also, the um, NFL has appealed the Deshaun Watson decision. We'll get to that. And Live Golf is in the news again. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears, Ed Peak in studio. Final segment of the day, Eminem Cartage Hotline open, 384-1450. Last chance on the Eminem Cartage Hotline to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thorne's text line open as well. Get your text into the show at 
1450. Big X Sports Radio kickoff golf scramble will be uh, September 2nd. That is a Friday, 9 a.m. Shotgun start at Elk Run Golf Club. $30 per player, $120 if you want to bring a foursome. Reserve your spot today. All the Big X celebrities will be there except for me. Um, I forgot I'm going to Penn State uh, Purdue the night before, so that's that's can't, can't 9 a.m. That's a little early after uh, spending the night in West Lafayette. Will uh, Dugan Ryan be there? I don't know. I don't know. There he, will be uh, T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, they'll be there. Um, Scooter Dingus will be there. I don't Scooter know who else Dingus is going to be, be there. But you can reserve your spot today. Email bigxscramble at yahoo.com. That's bigxscramble, one word. At yahoo.com. That's September 2nd at Elk Run. Shotgun start 9 a.m. The Big X Sports Radio kickoff golf scramble. All the news you need to know. Texter says, John, you know I'm not a cards fan, and I know this guy. He's not. But their two keys are simple. Let's see if you agree with the Texter yet. One, defense must hold up at the point of attack, and two, and tackle, and two, the O-line has to give Malik time. UK, three years in a row, has gotten huge push in the interior of the line. He is not as effective with pressure in his face. Nobody is. Uh, it was exactly what I was going to say. Nobody is. But the but O-line right. has to hold up, and you're the right. D-line has to tackle. And It's a simple game, Ed. Somebody said it yesterday, and I kind of chuckled that games are won and lost in the trenches. Somebody said that. I can't remember who said it. But some might have been That's Saturday. a Mike Glazer mantra. Well, and, and I know it's cliche-ish, it's corny, but it's true. It's also true. It's it's very true. Um, the, the NFL has decided to appeal the six-game suspension of Deshaun Watson. And today, Roger Goodell announced, the commissioner announced, he's not going to be the guy hearing the case. He is going to... I don't know, intern it out. He's going to take somebody outside of the NFL offices to hear this case. Um, all right, what is the middle ground here? Because the NFL wanted an indefinite suspension, at least a year, and a large monetary fine against Deshaun Watson. He got no fine, and he got a six-game suspension. What is the NFL going to do to make the union not take this, not make this a lawsuit, not sue in court? Because if they go for a year, the union's going to sue. They're going to sue. And keep this in mind. We heard, I heard this yesterday. All right, well, if the NFL's going to sue, or if the union is going to sue after the NFL's hearing, then a restraining order will be issued and Deshaun Watson will be able to play against Carolina and Baker Mayfield in week one. That's not true. All right, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Former lawyer said, no, 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 the six games are set in stone. So even with an appeal here by the union, he will not be able to play until at least game seven. So that's that's part of it. What the NFL is going to do, and I think I'm going to be right on this, even though I'm not a lawyer and I did not stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night, I believe the NFL is going to go somewhere between nine and 12 games. They're not going to give him the whole se- the whole season. Because they want this gone. They want this over with. And they feel like they can't appear weak, so they have to appeal. They want a year, but they're going to settle for somewhere in between 9 and 12 games. 9 is half a season, basically. 
12 would give the Browns five regular season games with Deshaun Watson, a quarterback. And the NFL is going to impose a large fine. One of the things the owners are mad about is that Jimmy Haslam structured this contract for Deshaun Watson so that he's still going to make all of his money. He's still going to get all of his $45 million signing bonus. And he's only making a million dollars this year. (laughs) Only a million. I know it's only a million sounds crazy, but it is. It's only a million dollars this year, which means if he has a six-game suspension, he's going to lose about $350,000. Next year, he's back to making over $40 million. The owners are not happy about it because the entire contract is guaranteed other than the time of the suspension. Now, what the NFL could do here is they could say, okay, we've had the hearing, wink, wink, Roger's not making the decision, wink, wink, but we're going to give him a whole year and a, and a huge fine. At which point, the union can, can sue, can go to court. Well, if I'm the NFL, I say, go ahead, go to court, We're going to drag this out so long now, if you want to do that, that it's going to go into next year, and that's when his money will be affected. So we'll see what happens, but I have a feeling it's going to be eight or nine games. The NFL is going to add two or three games to the suspension, give him a monetary fine. The union and Deshaun Watson's camp are going to say, okay, we'll take that. That's better than a full season, and uh, and let's go our our separate ways. And that way, the NFL is done with this. They push it to the side. Why? Why did Cleveland sign him? Why? Well, the from what I've I've seen and heard, all the other owners in the league are irate about it, about the contract, about the fact that it's guaranteed, about the fact that he's only making a million dollars this year. It's sort of a mockery to the judicial system to say we know he's guilty, but we need him to play quarterback. And in order for him to play quarterback, we have to guarantee him all this money. We have to give him a $45 million signing bonus. And we're only going to pay him a million in the one year that he may be suspended. And the other owners are not happy about it. And Roger Goodell has taken that into account here. The other owners want Cleveland and Jimmy Haslam, the owner, punished for the way they set up this contract as much as anything else. Forget the sexual misconduct, which is what he should be punished for. They want him. They want the Browns punished here, because they're not happy with the owner. Because this is now, if I'm uh, San Diego or the Chargers owner, San Diego Chargers. How old am I? If I'm the L.A. Chargers owner, <laughs> I'm going now. I got to pay Justin Herbert after this contract. I'm going to have to guarantee his contract. What are you doing, guaranteeing all the money to this contract? And all the owners are upset about it. Uh, I would be too, uh, I because be they a- know eventually they're going to have to pay the money. That's the way it works. One quarterback gets a deal. The next quarterback gets the next best deal. The next quarterback gets just, you know, maybe another 100000 a year, but it just continues to go up and up and up. And Lamar's going to get paid. Justin Herbert's going to get paid. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes already got paid. But uh, Patrick Mahomes' contract, which is half a billion dollars, is going to end up being a bargain by the time it's over for the Kansas City Chiefs, believe it or not. It's going to end up being a bargain. And that's the reason the tickets to NFL games are probably, I'm not sure of this, but I'm going to say probably over $100 a game. And the NFL has to appeal here, and they did. They have to appeal the decision because 40% of their audience is female. And they check social media just like you and I do, and they know that women are upset about this sick game suspension as well they should be. 
And the NFL understands, hey, we've got a big audience that we don't want to lose here, so we've got to appeal this and at least give the appearance that we are shocked and saddened by the short length of this suspension. They have to at least give that appearance. And that's what they're doing. And they're, yeah, that's what they're doing. And that's what a, they're going to do. They'll add a couple games. They'll make. They'll give them a fine that probably the team will end up paying because Jimmy Haslam's the owner. And How long does this go on? Um, the hearing will be scheduled by the end of next week, and then the Player Association, I think, has two days after whatever decision is made to decide whether they want to actually sue the NFL over this or not. I think the they'll get together before any decision is made, and they'll say, okay, if we make it eight games or nine games or ten games, are you going to sue? And at some point, they'll say, no, we're not going to say, okay, that's what we're going to do. Well, and it'll be over. This thing obviously should not be taken lightly. No. And it should it, be. It feels like they have taken it lightly. Well, it should not be taken lightly, and this thing should definitely be something that they look hard at. and uh, they got to change policy. Well, yeah. See, the problem was yeah. the judge made the decision based on the fact of what Ben Roethlisberger got, what Ezekiel Elliott got, what Tom Brady got for Deflategate, and she said, look, this is what I have to give them because I'm not setting the NFL's policy. They've set it themselves. I'm going on precedent. So that's where I give her a break and say, well, she did what all she could do, and in her brief, she said he's not remorseful. You know, he should be punished. But I can't do it. You have to change your policy, NFL. And that's what they're going to have to do. Interesting. Interesting Quickly, in other legal news, Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, and nine other golfers have filed an antitrust lawsuit against the PGA. These live tour golfers are seeking a restraining order to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs, which start next week. Um, Part of the language is irreparable harm to players and their ability to pursue their profession. Give me a break. <laughs> Phil Mickelson got half a billion dollars or $200 million or $300 million to go play on the live tour, and now they, he can't pursue his profession? He got his money. He can play on the live tour. That's what he wanted. Now he wants to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Jay Monahan, the uh, commissioner of the PGA, sent out a letter to his members yesterday saying, we're, don't worry, we're going to fight this, and we hope that you will verbally – uh, send some bouquets out here and say that you don't want these guys back on the tour because they're trying to uh, – I, I I look at it this way. I'm married. I have a couple of kids. I'm fairly young at, at one point in my life. I go get me a girlfriend. I get divorced. And I tell that girlfriend, hey, you're great. I'm going to go back to my ex-wife and have a couple more kids with her. Uh, she'll be okay with that, right? Honey, um, I know we split up and I got this new young model. But I want to have a couple more kids with you because, you know, our kids are, are great. And I, I want a couple more. And I really don't want any with her. Uh, she's young. I want to keep her in that shape. This is what Phil Mickelson and these guys are doing. That's what they're doing. To, uh, am I wrong yet? That's what they're doing. They're going back to their ex-wife and saying, you know, I know, well, I, 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 know I left and you, you suspended me and you cut me off. And I do like this new model. But boy, we got great kids. I'm gonna have a couple. I wouldn't. Of kids I wouldn't quite put it that way. Well, I did. There but, you go. But I, 
Thank you, Ed. This live this live live tour thing. It's crazy. I'm not, it's fun. Not, eh. The captain is on ESPN tonight, episode five and six, nine o'clock. Last two episodes, NFL football tonight as well. I'll try to watch it all. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Spears on sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. Thanks to Ed on the Big X. <laughs>